The Dane and Derek Show is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome to the Dane and Derek Show, a podcast where two nerdy friends keep in touch and shoot the shit. I'm Derek Ayello, a writer, director, and occasional D&D player, and with me as always is my buddy, Dane Fogdol. Uh, I'm Dane, a writer, musician, podcaster, and lover of tabletop RPGs. This week, we would love to shout out my friend Kyla Worrell for listening to our podcast, specifically the Ma episodes. Thank you for listening, Kyla. Uh, it's, it's been great getting to know you, and great that you listen to our show. You sound cool, Kyla. You go. Whatever yeah. you're doing, you go at it. Yeah. All right. Um, as evidenced by the title of this episode, um, yeah, spoilers, this podcast is not ending. Dane, what is your favorite ending in art? Who boy. Um, ooh, uh, ooh, there are lots of potential answers for that. Um, one ending I'm obsessed with right now is the ending to the, uh, Kimitsu no Yaba Demon Slayer manga. Um, because very often manga and then the anime app adaptations tend to kind of overstay their welcome. They just last way too long and don't end. Uh, so the fact that it ended really beautifully and didn't overstay its welcome at all at all it just told its story it was really impressive and really cool um i will say i have a particular fondness for the way the lord of the rings movies ended uh a, a lot of people don't care for that because it's like a 30 40 minute ending to a film um <laughs> uh but i i felt like it earned it and i kind of appreciated that um other endings i adore other endings i adore um oh shoot uh shadow of the colossus i love the shadow of colossus ending um Mm. scott pilgrim i like how scott pilgrim ends a lot okay okay and let me pick a book let me pick a book you know what you know what I've made this recommendation before, uh, but Uprooted, I really like how Uprooted ends. I think it's very sweet uh, and definitely makes it feel like uh, the character's lives continued after the book ended or closes. Good stuff. It's still on my shelf. I still got to read it. Looking forward to it, though. Not when you do. Let me know. What about (laughs) you? Favorite endings? Favorite endings. Uh... So I think my favorite ending of all time, uh, you know, I just, I just had one and then I started thinking about other endings in media that I like and I got distracted. (laughs) That's no excuse. I asked you the question. Um, (laughs) um, Hang on. Uh, It'll come back to me. Uh, it's not an anime. Uh, it's not animated. 
Do you have a genre like science fiction, fantasy, something, something? I want to say it's a. I want to say it's a fantasy movie. Um. Um. Yeah, I'll just start. I'll just start listing off a few. Um. <laughs> uh, let's see. The end of the two towers. Uh, Sam's monologue. Oh, that's a good Beautiful. one. Uh, can't really compete with that. Mm-hmm. Um. The end of Tangled, uh, oh. Flynn Rider kicking ass, being being wholesome, and Rapunzel do, doing her thing, and like sort of like that that kind of double twist ending was was really nice, uh-huh. and and really fairy taley, yeah. Um, and uh... <sighs> oh, Wolf Children. I don't even know. Wolf I've Children. never heard of that. Not even oh. once. You need to watch Wolf Children. Okay. I'm not going to say anything else. You got to watch Wolf Children. Have okay. you seen Girl Who Left Through Time or Summer Wars? No. Have you seen Boy and the Beast? No. I Have feel like seen... I'm disappointing you right now. <laughs> wow, no. These are like... You should watch these. They're all Japanese uh, anime films directed by um, Mamoru uh, Hosoda, um, who did the Digimon movie back in the early 2000s. <laughs> all right. Um, and he was going to direct Howl's Moving Castle before huh. he quit. Uh, you should send the you should send this list to me. Yeah, uh, Wolf Children. Oh, you would love Wolf Children. Wolf Children. Yeah, I, I have a feeling you will watch Wolf Children over and over again. Okay. Um, yeah, I probably overhyped it, but yeah, Wolf Children definitely up there. Um, All right. Yeah. Which speaking of endings, uh, endings in art when things end, when a movie ends, when a book ends, what? do you think makes a good ending or a memorable one or one that you enjoy? Uh, satisfying. It needs satisfying? to be. Yes. Um, yeah. And I don't necessarily mean satisfying as like every little thing has been tied up in a neat little bow. Um, and I don't mean like it ended happy necessarily either. Uh, I mean, it needs to be emotionally satisfying. Like, it kind of needs to be... Um, it needs to, like, hit the mark, right? The whole piece happened, and then the ending is the send-off, right? Like, it needs mm-hmm. to be resonant with the rest of the work. Uh, and that can be done any number of ways, right? Like... It can be a happy ending. It can be sort of a thought-provoking ending. It can be a tragic ending. It could be a twist ending. Um, although I, I am frequently... I am suspicious of twist endings uh, when they occur because I'm, I'm, I tend to be like, hmm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you earned that or not. Like... <laughs> Did yeah. you just do a twist to do a twist or is this truly necessary? I'm pretty suspicious of twists just in yeah. general. That's a personal thing though. Um, but like, for example, uh, I think like, I think like I'll take, I'll contrast two pretty famous movie endings. And I think one is significantly more better ending than the other. I think that Empire Strikes Back is a much better ending than the original Star Wars. 
I think that uh, at the end of Empire Strikes Back, uh, they're kind of staring out at the galaxy. Uh, it feels like, how the fuck are they going to get out of this? It's it's rough. Everybody's banged up. You know, but there's like a hope to it. It kind of has a twin sunsets sort of feeling to it. Mm-hmm. Again, like it feels resonant with both pieces of work. Uh, the ending to A New Hope, on the other hand, is just sort of a parade and they get a medal. And I sit there and I'm like... <laughs> the hell does this have to do with like anything like it's very strange to me and i kind of like i get that like hooray the good guys saved the day but like that is just so cheesy like to the next level of cheesy even by star wars standards that one that ending is cheesy right um yeah and so like i don't find that as satisfying because it's like this doesn't really hit home in the same way, you know? Yeah. So like that, yeah, that's that's kind of what I mean. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying there. It's like if... It's like if Avatar Season 1 ended on a very different note than how Season 1 actually ended, you know? Like, it, it would make Season 2 feel all that more edgier and would make Season 1 feel kind of weird. It wouldn't, like, lead you into Season 2 in a sort of, like, Oh boy, like things are tense kind of feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like whatever, whatever your ending is, it needs to be, it needs to match the rest of the work. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like I personally would. And this kind of goes back to how I feel about most art is I'm looking for kind of like a harmony of, um, Uh, like a unity of, of, of the work, not so much uh, perfection in the work. So like, I would much rather read, I guess, I guess maybe a good question is, would you rather read, watch, play something that kind of meanders and is kind of like meh through most of it and then really sticks the ending? Or would you rather uh, have something amazing that kind of fumbles the ending? Oh, 100% the former. Mm-hmm. You know, something that meanders and has a great ending. You know, going back, we talked about this a bit ago, but people are only going to remember the last five minutes of whatever they read, watched, listened to, or experienced in a game. And that last bit, you know, really, it influences how you think of the rest of the piece. True. And I would much rather play something that meanders or watch something that meanders like a a film that meanders that that I really like that has a great ending is um, a silent voice, another anime film. Mm. The end of the movie just kind of like brings you back to the very beginning with 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 the main character. It comes full circle. They do this really cool, uh, like lighting effect uh, that just like kind of just it it like reintroduces the idea of sound into the movie again. Gotcha. After, you know, you, you listen to the whole movie and there is sound, but it like it it re it reintroduces it in a different context. And all of a sudden you can just kind of feel what the character's feeling. And it's just a great kind of moment to cut to black to that. You know, it, it, it's a risky move, but mm-hmm. it, it paid off. And, and yeah. I think, you know, I, I appreciate that a lot more than I appreciate not taking that risk. Like, you know. Empire Strikes Back is definitely the best ending of any Star Wars film, I would say. Uh, because, like, 
Yes. Yes. Even Return of the Jedi has a little bit of like a parade kind of vibe. It does have a bit of a parade kind of vibe, but I I will say I think it's more earned than A New Hope because at the time that was supposed to sort of be the end. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But but yeah. yeah. But yeah. So I, I think that there's, you know, your idea of, of earning an ending. Um, I think that's a really good point about how like the ending needs to feel earned and deserved, you know, just like anything in a piece of media, a character has to start at the bottom and work their way up to something or start somewhere changed from how they are at the end. What do you think when, when you're looking for an earned ending, mm-hmm. what, what defines an earned ending in your in your eyes I will say I don't think an earned ending is necessarily like one you could see coming um mm-hmm. but an earned ending I feel should certainly when you look back at the rest of the work it's like yep everything here's tracks like all of it all of it works um and i think it has a lot to do with a certain amount of believability and is it the right note if that makes sense yeah. um like for example uh this might be a little controversial and you know feelings about harry potter are complicated in general thanks jk um but uh the harry potter septology septilogy seven book series um (laughs) is it ends almost 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 there it's almost there for me so the ending uh, spoilers i guess um it ends with Harry talking to his son about, you know, is evil inherent or not? Um, basically, in a kind of roundabout way. And I think that is an amazing ending. Like, brilliant, that little bit. In the same hand... Uh, right before that happened, there's this moment where everybody, everybody had that we get to see everybody's perfect little romantic pairing and future sort of. Um, and that I found a little unearned. Um, parade based, vibes. Huh? Parade vibes. Parade vibes. Yes. Parade vibes in the sense that I, I thought like, Yes, everybody, because so much of the, so much of that series is about people, uh, like, Harry is so desperately just trying to be normal, and not, and it turns out that normal is not, uh, not magical, but normal is accepted, loved, being able to, you know, experience a human life without being abused or attacked or thrown through violence, right? Right. That is what his journey is. And so throwing a fairy tale ending on it, I think is a little weird because it's not that Harry was trying to have some perfect magical thing at the end. He was trying to have a normal life and a normal life would be messy. 
in all honesty, the relationships he and his friends got into when they were 17 wouldn't work out. Like, honestly, <laughs> it's a little right. weird. Um, right. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's earned um, in that way. Uh, and I so badly want to talk about uprooted, but you haven't read it. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be yeah. good. Um, be- okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, you say what you're oh. going to say. So here's sort of my criteria for a good ending. And this goes back to what, what one of my favorite endings in art is because I just remembered what it was, what it truly is. Oh, good. My favorite ending of all time. Yeah. It's episode 45 of Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. The that Rangers. That's a deep cut. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know it, but I know that that's a deep <laughs> cut. <laughs> I will describe it because it's epic and probably no one's going to watch it. And probably nobody cares about spoilers. But here we go. Spoilers for Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. Um, Basically, after an entire season of traveling through space, getting beaten up by giant space aliens and losing friends and losing powers and losing people that they love to these villains and to, you know, natural disasters, the Rangers are finally faced with the most possible impossible situation. Their giant floating space colony is about to crash and they have to evacuate everybody off of it. But they can't really do that. They have to split up because the villains are using this as an opportunity to attack and to destroy everything that they've worked so hard for. So what happens? The Red Ranger uses every single tool in his arsenal that he sweat over and got and fought for the entire season after tr- constantly trying to prove that he is, in fact, a worthy Red Ranger. Because fun fact, he was not supposed to be the Red Ranger. And so he goes and he fights and he fights. And he uses up everything in his arsenal. Everything gets destroyed. His Megazords, his sick-ass motorbikes, even his Battleizer armor. And then he makes the ultimate play. He blows himself and the villain up. Because he knows he can't do anything else but that. And it's awesome. Because just when everybody thinks he's dead, he crawls out of the rubble with a big hole in his helmet. And he gives this awesome thumbs up that they show four times in a row. And it's incredible because you just spent 45 episodes with this guy watching him struggle to accept himself and be accepted by others. Finally figure out what it means to be a hero. And he saves the day and lives. And it's awesome. And it's so good. Um, And to me, it's like everything that he did throughout the show everything that he wanted, everything that he struggled with, every mistake he made all came into play in that, into that final fight. And that to me is what sort of defines a good ending when everything that you've established comes back into play one more time. And you get to see the hero one more time, use what they've learned to do something about it. More harmony. Yeah. 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 I was, I was thinking while you were talking about that, um, that a lot of what you're, what you were, you were mentioning, it's, it works because it, it works because it, it, it is, it, it's part of the thing. It's part of the whole, right? Yeah. Like, I think a good ending is distinctly not separate from Mm -hmm. the rest of the story um 
it's not an afterthought. It's not its own piece. It's, it's the natural, it's the natural part of the story. And, and, um, like something that like, perhaps this will be controversial because there are people who love it, but like the game of Thrones ending, for example, I was just going to say, um, that one I find fails not because not because what is actually on paper doesn't work necessarily, right? Mm-hmm. There is a version of what's on the page of like the bullet points of that final season or two-ish seasons basically that works. Um, but it it doesn't follow with the rest of the show in a sense right it doesn't it doesn't um it isn't patient like the rest of the show mm-hmm. like you can't like like something like you were talking about with and i'm going to compare i'm going to compare game of thrones to power ranger galaxy heroes right lost galaxy lost galaxy thank you um i don't know this show um i'm gonna compare them right now based (laughs) off of what you told me uh the red ranger surviving that last thing is in keeping with the show it's in keeping with everything i know about power rangers i'd be completely thrown off if like there wasn't some miraculous survival at the end or something right it'd be Mm -hmm. discordant in a sense. Yeah. Right. Um, and so the final season of game of Thrones with a lot of like twists and turns and throws and like all of this like stuff feels very, it feels very out of place because it didn't, it didn't do its twists. Like you think that, like the rest of the show did. Um, right. So it's twist endings did not feel earned. They just felt like they were going for shock value. Um, I have many feelings about game of Thrones and I, I will put the rest of them aside. Yeah. But I think, I think something that is also important about an ending is when it arrives, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. like an ending that comes too early or too late um i think can ruin a lot you know mm-hmm. and i see that an ending comes too late far more often than i see an ending that comes too early what do you think of that hmm. yeah i i'd agree with that because you know, you have a lot of movies and a lot of video games that, and in a lot of TV shows that I see last, it most in TV. I see it yeah, most in TV. Last, and- yep, they last like twenty, thirty seasons, and they still haven't ended. And like, you know, there are very few shows that we can think of that got canceled before their time that never got a real ending that are considered still great. You know, mm-hmm. there are very few of those shows. Um, and a lot of times, the only reason why they're considered Sometimes like now, especially like looking back, like sometimes they're only considered great because they ended early. So people got to imagine what it could have been. Right. They never got the they never got the chance to be bad. 
Exactly. They never got the chance to be bad. And that's, you know, um, exactly. Uh, oh, there was a, I mean, like, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of a good show that ends perfectly. I mean, besides Avatar The Last Airbender, what's a good show that ends perfectly? Um, um uh, I mean, Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cowboy Bebop, Cowboy for Bebop. sure. And, 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 and Samurai Champloo. They both... Yep. Yeah. They both... They they, they last... They don't overstay their welcome. No. Nope. I think that that's, that's something very important. Because, like, you know, it's it's a, it's trust. You, you put a lot of trust into the audience to, you know, to stick around with you. And, and when you overstay your welcome, people know. Pe- people are smart. Pe- pe- people know. And they don't like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that I... Yeah. Yeah. Like I I I'm thinking about like all the shows I've loved where it's just like completely lost me at a certain point. Like Buffy the Vampire Slayer lost me hard. Uh How mm. I Met Your Mother lost me hard. Um uh, yeah. I have Yeah, for me it was Smallville. I got super lost in Smallville and even Arrow. I, I kinda yep. gave up on Arrow until that last season when they only had eight episodes and it made that last season that much better that it wasn't a full twenty something. Yep. It's just nice eight short episodes. Yeah, no, it's <sighs> Yeah, there's a point at which things can go on far too long. Um kind of thinking about uh video games in that in that regard. Um I think of like I think I think Dragon Age Inquisition is too long. I yeah. think the ending comes far too late and that is not a matter of the actual pacing of the story it's more a matter of the pacing of the game versus like i we love breath of the wild here so we'll just keep doing that because breath of the wild lets you choose when the game is over the ending basically already always comes at the right time yep which is secret brilliance um yeah so yeah i I think it's so much easier to overstay your welcome. Um, but I think I also, I'm also sympathetic to it, you know, like I'm sympathetic to the fact that like creators, when they hit their stride with, with something, when they have something that's working, wanting to stretch that out as long as you can, you yeah. know, I, I, it's, I, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. I, I am deeply sympathetic to that. Um, yeah. So like, I, I, yeah, it, sorry, you go. Oh no, I, yeah, I just, I, I don't, I don't blame anybody for making that mistake. Yeah. Um, Nobody wants a good thing to end, mm-mm. but all good things have to end. All good things have to end and they have to end. You almost have to plan it. You know, like yeah. I, I think about like, I think why it's so hard for say the average sort of sitcom to end is because there's no plan for an ending to most sitcoms, mm. right? Like, yeah, right. How was how like, how is friends supposed to end? <laughs> y- you know, like what, yeah. like from the yeah. concept, like there's no understanding, like with like Lord of the Rings, it's, it's very clear. It's like, yep, this ring has to be destroyed. And when the ring is destroyed, the ending will happen. Right. Cause the story is right, yeah. over. Whereas with like friends, it's like, when when does this end what like it's the the concept it's so much of like and i'm calling out television here in particular because it's i think it suffers from this the most and most frequently is like 
we didn't really plan on that, you know? And, and I find that like the first couple of seasons of shows tend to be, have a lot more focus because shows, they often get like, they're like, we get, we know we're going to get one season, maybe two or three. So let's plan out for that. And then like, it's usually around season like four or five, sometimes maybe six where people like, clearly they're like, we didn't really think we'd get this far. Yeah. Like supernatural. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas like other, other creators come in and I, I like avatar, the last airbender gravity falls, Shit's Creek, uh, Demon Slayer did this, Cowboy Bebop, Samurai. Like these shows that that end really well, they tend to be a couple of seasons or, or or whatnot, but they they end really hard and very distinctly, and it feels extremely planned. Like it's like, nope, we we knew that this was going to be this long with this many episodes, so we wrote it that way. It was created yeah. that way. We knew. Um. And uh, something I've yep. learned recently about video game design is often games will go into production without an ending in mind, um, which <laughs> is why video game endings often yeah. really fail to hit the mark. But like one thing about Breath of the Wild upside is Breath of the Wild actually benefits from the fact that like with Legend of Zelda, you know how it ends. It's right. already taught like, you know they're going to defeat Ganon and then the game will be over. <laughs> That's the yep. end of the story, right? Like, yeah. so if you know that, if you know your ending, you know, like, I think that's, I think that helps you. And so we talked about process recently, you and I, um, and one thing I often think about with process is there are people who people claim that there are basically two ways to write. There are, the planners and the pantsers. I don't know if you've ever heard these terms. There's people yeah. who plan everything out and there's people who write by the seat of their pants. And in reality, like it's always a kind of a mix of a two. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I will say this. I think I don't like disparaging anybody's way of writing at all. Um, Lord knows I write weird. But if you're creating something, you should have something in mind about what it is as a sort of complete thing, sort of, I think. Um, that is assuming you plan on finishing it, <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> like, you should go in knowing that you want to say X or Y or whatever, and you should make your work around that. Because, like you said, people remember endings often most of all. And that's because it's what you're left with. So if you want what you want to, if you want to say something, if you want to connect people about your art, if you want to, like, give them some moment. I think it's got to come out in the ending. It has to. Yeah, 100 percent. Like, I can't. I can't really think of a, a work that ends badly, like truly badly where I I'm like, no, I still liked that. You know, like I might say like, like with game of Thrones, I'll say this. I think there's a lot of redeeming qualities in the early seasons, but like I have no desire to go back and watch it ever again. I, I I'm done. Like I'm out because I don't care. 
because I know where it's going and I don't care for where it goes. Yeah. The, the, you hit it, you hit the nail in the coffin. Once you know where it goes and if you don't like where it's going, there's no reason to care. And that's what keeps you watching is you care. And you if you don't see care, it how it ends, yeah. right? Exactly. Like, yeah. You're rooting for these characters to get the ending that you think it deserves. And sometimes you, people hit it on the nail. Sometimes they don't. And when they don't, it's like, all right, just move on. You'll find something else that'll do that for you. Right. Right. I think yeah. endings are really important. They are. Speaking of. Speaking of, uh, it's that time of the episode for us to uh, say our goodbyes. Uh, that's it for this week, everybody. Uh, you can see what movies I'm watching on Letterboxd uh, at Derek Aiello. And conveniently, I'm at Derek Aiello everywhere else on the internet. Uh, Dane, where can we find you and your work? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dane underscore Fogdahl. And you can listen to my show Diceology, uh, which is like the science of dice on iTunes, Stitcher and Spotify. We recently ended our first anthology, speaking of endings, and I'm pretty pleased with it. I think I think we did a pretty good job. So yeah, you should go check that out. Yee. All right. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week. Catch you later. Bye bye.